0: Welcome in to another edition of Let's Happy to Kick Podcast episode, episode 528. We think it's 528. Might be 527. Don't hold us to it. We are here after a very disappointing Milwaukee Bucks game. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about our likes, dislikes, and questions that we still have about this very long NBA season. Uh, we're also going to talk about the odd. Brian Gunacuse, Presser, a lot to unfold and unpack from that. And where do the Packers go from here? Jay Alexander says they could win out. Um, so we'll discuss the, the viability of that. He's given a little run the table his own right. And then we'll talk baseball. Uh, Craig Council, or not Craig Council, pardon me. Uh, the, but I do want to get Mitch's thoughts on Craig Council, but we are all going to talk about the Rangers potentially winning the World Series. And then the Brewers are in a smaller club. Of teams who haven't win it does that put pressure on them but before we get going we'll welcome in our main man mitch i can't imagine you're doing well after a another bucks blowout yeah
1: i mean they're not they're not they've 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 had two they've played about we've played 16 quarters now mm-hmm. and how many would you say were good like three uh, um, I wouldn't go that far. I mean,
0: I think the first three well, quarters m- most of the
1: Philly game was pretty good.
0: First three quarters of Miami. I would say three out of the four quarters in Philly. And then I would say, yeah, that's it. Um I mean the third tonight was okay. Third, yeah, third tonight was okay. Yeah. Good point.
1: But I feel like I feel like the fucking changed. three that Scotty Barnes hit at the end of the quarter was oh yeah, you know, ju- just what the Raptors needed to Right, fell themselves, and then they couldn't miss in the fourth again. So and, it, and right. then it was over.
0: Right, and I mean, I, I guess to start with tonight's game, everybody's panicking, everybody's sort of running for the hills. And I, I said it in my review. You can watch it on Tabby the Keg, Tabby the Keg Sports on TikTok. Uh, Axe is the first one there. Like you gotta, we gotta calm down. Like we can't treat this like the Green Bay Packers. I understand that. The Bucs have replaced the Packers for some people as the team, but you gotta fan a little bit different. Like we one NFL game equals 4.82 NBA games. Meaning we haven't even got through week one of the NFL season, hypothetically. If you're really like thinking about this. So if the Bucs don't show up against the Knicks, that'll be a little concerning. If the Bucs continue to do this every other night, that'll be concerning. But I just don't want to, like, lose my fucking shit after two times this has happened when these guys are still learning how to play with each other. I do agree they got to get up against teams that they have no, like, passion for, shall we say. Like Philly, the Embiid stuff, the just the rivalry that's kind of happened the regular season. Uh, the the Heat obviously knocks you out of the playoffs. And you have nothing against the Hawks or or the Raptors. And you've got to get up for those games. You can't just sleepwalk against those teams because you're gonna get your ass kicked. And now the box, have it's happened twice. So it really shouldn't happen at least for another month. And I I think if it happens again, then I then I start getting a little little more testy and a little more or right, asking some questions about what are these guys doing to prepare. So that was my long, long rambling sort of thoughts on, on tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think what kind of concerns people is coach Griffin doesn't have like any sort of track record. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's his first first few games as a head coach. It's pretty I I'm still a, a kind of a player's play type of guy. And I will say that against Toronto and Atlanta it is a, a snowball effect in those games where you come out flat and you're down double digits quick and um, tonight you're on the road and the Raptors have six turnovers in the first like four minutes of the game and you're still down double digits. I mean, that's, that's impressive. And, but yeah, so I think that people don't know what Griffin's going to be able to hang his hat on at this point, the defensive scheme that they're running is probably not in line schematically with with the roster per se um you know we've which is ironic because we bitched to no end about having brooke lopez constantly in drop coverage but that's where he's most effective i mean there's there's no question about that and then it allows you know Giannis to to roam away from the paint. i think or to roam away and be the rover and it's a little different now i mean Brooks kind of chasing around and it take takes him away from the basket and it allows several easy looks, easy dunks, you know, especially early in the game against Toronto. It was, it was just, it was just layup line pretty much. And but like the thing is like they're not getting back on defense, which is, you know, a big problem in the NBA in 2023. Mm. Um you gotta if you're gonna be sloppy as shit and or take a lot of bad threes that are going to lead to long rebounds you got to get back and they're not doing it. I mean, and there's, there's, there's times where like, it even, it seems like they are back. And then, you know, it's one pass and everybody stops and, and it's a, it's a dunk on the other end. So I don't know. I just think it, it is early. You're right. But I mean, people have nothing to, um, I guess react to or fall back on when it comes to the coaching. Yeah. And you know, it, it is possible. The grass isn't greener. I mean, i know we i know we don't consider no i I still think regardless this team will win 50 games um i probably would cool it on the 60 game talk yeah um at this point um potentially even number one seed talk um But, but i
0: mean how much does that matter in today's nba right like how much does that really matter i mean I again, though, I think it's so early to even talk about this stuff, though, Mitch, like I, yeah. I understand your Griffin points are are very true. And I, I don't just dis- discount any of that part. And so let, I want to start there. And then I, I will talk about the longer view stuff like the Griffin stuff is very fair in that we can say, like, hey, look, like this is a brand new coach. They, there's maybe a reason why he didn't get a head coaching job. He's interviewed 14 different times for a head coaching job, and he has not got it. Maybe there is a reason for it. It's kind of like everybody was hand-wringing about Eric bien right? And mm-hmm. Eric bien has kind of looked like a psycho in terms of passing the football in Washington. And he isn't really focused on the run, and, he, and maybe that's why, People weren't on board with the being the head coach. And so maybe there is something to that. Now, I'm not saying go fire Adrian Griffin halfway through the season, unless it's completely untenable and it's really not working out. David Blatt was the one who got fired middle way through the season. And then they hire Tyrone Lowe and they win the championship. Is that correct?
1: That was year. Yeah, one. And I think, David but Blatt. I think, I think, uh, was it? I I'm, I'm had... going to
0: check that. I'm going to check that.
1: He might've had another season, but um, before that, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, they, they did, but you know, that's, that's LeBron and that's a, that's a special case as usual. Right. Um, But I, you know, yeah, I, that's, that's a, that's a dark road to go down. Um, Mm -hmm. But we may get there. I mean, I think expectations are extremely high and yeah, if it, if it um, you know, if they're 500 or something at, I don't know, New Year's, I mean, might be something you got to think about because yeah. then maybe Terry Stotts does come back. God, that'd be brutal. But, um, no, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look,
0: uh, David Blatt, yeah, you're right. David Blatt was hired by the Cavs in 2014. He got to the finals in 2015. They lost Steve Kerr, um, in that. And then, um, 2016, halfway through it, even though they were 30 and 11. Black got fired, which is wild, which, that, uh, you know, that's the only thing that you could look to. I do think that the Bucks are going to try front office wise and say, Hey, look at some of the stuff Bud did with dropping and with Brooke Lopez, especially look at some of the stuff he did with Giannis, look at some of the things they did in terms of transition defense. And you're going to have to start thinking about those sort of things. I agree with your take on Twitter, Ross MKE, about Andre Jackson Jr., that he really gave a shit in those first couple minutes, those minutes, garbage time minutes. Like, hey, if Andre Jackson Jr. is the only one that's willing to get back, well, guess what? Andre Jackson Jr. needs to play more. And you need to get him in more, more sort of situational basketball. But, yeah, I think the Griffin stuff is very fair because we have nothing to go off of. And you look at some of the other things around the association tonight, And it is a weird night. Like the Nets are going to beat the Heat in Miami. The Heat only scored 102 points. They only had 19 points in the fourth quarter. They puked on their shoes against a pretty average Nets team. The Knicks are going to score 81 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. They're going to lose. The let's see what else. Uh, the, The Timberwolves are down, or Timberwolves are beating the Nuggets by 17 points. Like. The Jazz are destroying the Grizzlies early in the the second half, second quarter. Grizzlies are on four. But like I guess like what I'm the picture I'm trying to paint is we have no idea what this season looks like yet. We can make some overreactions, we can make some commentaries, but championships are not won in early November. And I, I don't even think they're lost in early November. Do you agree with that, or do you think I'm being too glass half full, Chuck?
1: It, it's it is too early, I think, to to lose your mind. It's we're only this is game four, um, but I, I you know again there's going to have to be some adjustments to be made, and and really overall the team has not gelled. There's there's still you know a lot of you know like Giannis clapping his hands to get the ball from from Dame Lillard in the you know mm-hmm. at times and stuff you know to initiate offense and it's just it's like just let him go and you know he, even dame too you know he was he was in the first game of the year it was like man this is this is um gonna be just you know i don't want to say in stride he picked up where he left off last season mm-hmm. but i you know he's he's been not not bad i'd say the last three games and I don't know what that's we can attribute that to with um, is it, is it a different role for him too? with, with, with the and, and, but I will say that like they are all over um, Dame and Giannis really. I mean, they're, those guys can't get any space at all whatsoever to do anything and you know, then they have to force things and it, it isn't looking pretty and, and you know, I, I don't know how, how they're gonna how they're gonna have to to adjust that and 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 get themselves better looks i mean toronto specifically i think you know defensively is going to be a nightmare i think regardless this year i mean they've they've been fine on defense and and great on defense mm-hmm. they just haven't been able to score and now right. tonight all their shots are falling so um yeah i mean you know it, it, it's tough to evaluate and you know to use a to use a, a Brian Gudakinst uh, analogy it's tough to evaluate a team when when everything's been inconsistent and yeah um you know when you're when you get punched in the mouth to use another football uh expression it's you know and you're and you're down early you're kind of shell shocked and yeah. um, you know it, it is at the end of the day it is it is better to be working through this shit uh, right now. Obviously, yeah, still absolutely. A way
0: to go! Absolutely, and you expect that when you're facing when you're facing the Knicks on Friday, it's the in-season tournament. It's group play. The in-season tournament. We'll see how much people care about it, um, and we can certainly discuss that. But you'd expect a little bit, right? I think there is a sense of pride. You do make money if you get to, I believe, the semifinals. So there is an incentive to play well there. The Bucs have done really well against the Knicks in the past. Uh, Julius Randle against Giannis is just not a good matchup at all. And Damian Lillard also has a pretty solid matchup there with Brunson. Like, it sets up nicely for the Bucs. What I really am interested in is the following week. You have four games next week, and they're all against inferior opponents. And how do you show up in those games? Some of, you know, it's the, it's the net. I don't need to run. I guess I can run through it quick, but it's like, it's the nets. It's the Pistons. It's Indiana. It's Orlando. Like you should be able to start building something here, getting something going. Maybe you stub your toe against one of those teams. Yes. But like, let's be honest. You should be, there should be a, it, you should start seeing a little more consistency and a little more like you're starting to see those building blocks and stringing together a couple wins.
1: Yeah, Indiana lost by 51 to Boston tonight. Uh, right, what it's yeah. Worth, so. Didn't
0: have didn't have Halliburton worth just – Halliburton can't stay healthy for the life of him. That was my – I have him in fantasy basketball, and that was my one risk. I was like, God damn it, like he can't stay healthy. And he didn't play. He's just too busy showing off his uh Spider Man suit th- on TikTok that he couldn't play tonight. But uh yeah, I mean <laughs> Indiana cannot do anything offensively or defensively. They are I mean, that game with the Bucs maybe first to one seventy-five.
1: Yeah, it you might be. I mean the Bucs haven't have <laughs> haven't held anyone under <laughs> excuse me, 100, 115 this year. I think one opening night was was the was the low mark, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Oh no, Miami, one fourteen. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. so and you face a Knicks team that just scored 81 tonight. Like, you know, and I think they only scored 106 in their set their other game against Cleveland. It's like you have to you Griffin has to start adjusting now. He has to start realizing, all right, whatever maybe like he thought was his dream about pressure defense, it's not this it has to be a adjustment it has to go back to some of the stuff you have a day off here before new york you have two days off before the brooklyn game like you can work with onto the Kumbo. work with lillard work with you know i know lillard's not a great defender but middleton like try to understand like kind of what got you here and you were a top five defense last year they were good defensively they just would have outlier games and they do stuff that would frustrate the living shit out of us. Um but I you know I I, I definitely definitely think that there is there's an opportunity to turn this baby around. I'm not I'm not ready to just say that this is fucked or this team's a 500 team. I still am not ready to say uh, like oh they're gonna they're gonna win they're going to not be a one seed or anything like that. Yeah, Boston looks incredible. But, like, this is Boston's first 4-0 start in 14 years. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, they're starting great. Good for them. Guess what? Like, they're, yeah, man, maybe they won't slow down. Maybe they'll win 65 games or 70 games, and then that's what you got to deal with. And we'll just see what happens in the postseason. I'm just not, it's just too early for me to get, like, all wound up in the big picture basketball stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it is pretty early. I mean um I don't know if you want to get into um likes and dislikes so sure. far.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And questions,
1: yeah, absolutely. I guess it's what do I like? Um I'm trying to think here. <laughs> um I mean opening night was good and and again, like I said, you know, it looked like uh Thing, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't say things were perfect in that game, obviously, but um, again, Dame Lewis looked like it was going to be a a smooth transition, and you know, they just they just need to find a way to to get those guys to to work together, and um, it probably would start with with Dame being being the primary guy to bring the ball up the court more often than not. I think Giannis setting a real screen for once would be would be kinda nice instead of just kind of floating up there and then bouncing off. I don't know what you call that, but he does that a lot where he's not really setting a, a screen to get to get it damn free or anything like that on those high picking roles. No, it's kind they,
0: of they, a half ass screen. I mean yeah. that's what you can call it. You just it's a half ass screen. It's like he needs to I know he takes a lot of contact, but it's like just throw your body in there. Don't get a moving screen, just you know, put your body into somebody, free
1: Dame up, and let him shoot the ball. Yeah, right, right, and and you know, um, you know, he he again, he hasn't seemed to get a ton of good looks to start the year at all um, since the Philly game, um, even the Miami game, which the Bucs did win. You know, it took him a while to get going. I, I think, I think, trying to find a way to get him, get him some good shots uh, early. Is is going to be critical because, um you know, that that opens everything up. I mean, again tonight the Bucks they uh, they made what did they even get one three in the first quarter? I mean they were like over eight or no. nine yeah, to exactly. start, and and meanwhile Toronto's hitting six or seven, and it's pretty much a recipe for disaster. So, um, yeah. gotta find a way to get to get Lillard and and then once once. Those guys get cooking. I mean, it opens everything else up, and and you're rolling. It, it's almost like they need a game
0: script, if you will, like how you have it in the how you have it in the NFL, right, where you script out the first ten plays or whatever, whatever it may be. It's like they need to kind of figure out, all right, what's the recipe to success? Is it you know getting Dame Lillard going quick, easy dunks for Giannis, like getting into that flow, since it it is pretty evident and clear that they struggle when they they start slow and they haven't yet figured out all right how do we kind of bounce back from a slow start they have not they have not done well in two games and so that adjustment is definitely needed going forward
1: yeah I I think Malik Beasley has been offensively has been has been you know he was pretty good against Toronto he's he's IQ wise he's about the same as the rest of them. I mean, some of the shots are a little questionable, but he's not really hesitant. And, and that's kind of where you need to be. And once this thing is humming, I mean, I think he'll be, he'll be right in there. I think Middleton's look pretty good in a limited action he's played. I think he's frankly very important to, and I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not dropping a bomb on anyone with that, but you know, Middleton is, is an underrated playmaker and, I think having him as, as the third kind of wheel and everything is very, very important. And um him being limited in these games and not playing one of them is you know, again, fine for the for the time being. But I think overall he's been he's been pretty good when he actually has played. So that's another another positive. Yeah.
0: I, I like I like what we what I've seen so far out of Middleton. I, I agree. You know, it's kind of a like and dislike, right? You like that he's playing well. You dislike the fact that he's only playing 17 minutes a game right now. And when does that minute restriction come up? Like, when are we we looking at, you know, 25 and 30? Is that next week? Is that the week after? I think I can have patience with it for the first five games. I don't know if I have the same patience if we're talking after game number 10.
1: Yeah yeah right I
0: mean it's it's
1: it's yeah and again there's not a ton of transparency I know he had the operation the offseason but um man you know the also with him out there I mean it stretches the defense that much that much more and stresses them I guess it would be the word and you know he's very important to, to what they're doing so um yeah Right. And, and the limited action we've seen, I've been I've been encouraged by by Chris.
0: Yeah. And I, I think if we were to talk dislikes, I mean, the defense is number one. Right. I mean, it's just yeah. it's really bad. And I, I know I saw a couple people floating around like, oh, this is like Jason Kidd 2.0 defensively again. So early, like it's not good. I agree. But like, let's just let's see it come to fruition. Like it's going to, it's going to take time. Like this is not going to suddenly like fix itself and they are working out old habits. They're figuring it out. And I think that it's, you know, hopefully it will, you know, get better. And you do have some quote unquote, get right spots here with some just average to mediocre offenses in the next week. Like you really have an opportunity to sort of say, all right, let's put the clamps down, and then play Toronto in two weeks from now. Like, learn your lessons. Like, play much better against Toronto. When you face them for a second time, you should have that familiarity. You should have the game tape, and let's see how you adjust to that.
1: Yeah. um, Brooke Lopez, for me, has been disappointing uh, so far. I think he's he's kind of being misused a little bit. But um, it does seem like even on the times he's been in position to block a shot or near the rim, it's just not happening like it kind of has in the past. And I don't know what that is. I don't think it's an age thing or anything like that. It is Mm -hmm. early in the season and not a ton of sample, but um, I don't know. That's I'm probably going to lean more towards blaming the coach on on that and and not making the adjustment, and we'll – We'll see what happens, but um, kind of as it stands right now, it, it's it's hard to see a situation where he benefits them on the defensive end, um, like he did with Coach Bud, where he just would not leave the painted area, and and now it's now it's you know they're moving him around a little bit more, and teams are pulling him out of the paint, and um, it's killing the defense really because mm-hmm. we kind of figured that you know the point of attack defense is going to take a take a serious dip and i think that's an understatement and then you also don't have you know a 7 foot 2 guy in there to to guard the rim and um you know that's something they're going to have to work through going forward um some of the some of the rotations i think i dislike as oh, well yeah. oh yeah i i mean we can bitch about that all the time but it it just you know, and it's easy to complain when you've been blown out a couple times. But it it seems like, yeah, it's been an, an all bench lineup is always going to be trouble. Um, and then on top of, you know, your defense overall is not great so far. And then you're out there with um, Bobby as your kind of interior defender. I mean, you might as well just let him go. Yeah, but I will um, say
0: Bobby's trying a little harder defensively, but yeah, it's still not not the desired outcome that you want.
1: Yeah, I mean those lineups with like Campaign, Pat Connaughton, Marjan, Jay Crowder, and and Bobby, it's just like wow. Um, you better hope that the other team is small too, because you know it. I, you know I will say you know kind of going back to the, to the Brook thing, it did seem it does seem like with this particular scheme that Giannis at the five makes more sense than, than what you ran with, with coach Bud, just because yeah. Giannis is able to cover a lot of ground and, you know, is able to chase around guys in the perimeter a little bit more. Well, Brook is not able to.
0: Yeah. And I, and I do wonder, you know, does Brooke become trade bait? halfway through the season like you can't get traded until I believe it is December 15th I want to say that's yeah. like when a, a guy can who got signed last year can be traded I wonder if they end up that's the move right and that's sort of the DJ augustine you know get out of a bad contract and I'm not saying that's a bad contract what they signed for Brooke was fine but maybe it was a miscommunication between Horst and and Griffin about like, all right, are how are you going to use Brooke Lopez? Well, I think I'm going to use him this way. And then you look at it and you're like, well, you told me it was going to be this and it's that. And maybe that's a, that's a course correction. That's, that's needed from John horse. We'll have to see.
1: Yeah. And I mean that, that it, you know, it's, it wouldn't necessarily be a thing with Brooke, but it's like, if, if you, if they really don't know how to use you or don't want to use you and, in the way that makes you successful, then it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Because if, right. if it turns out that, that he's that the, the defense improves drastically when he's not on the floor, um, you know, that's possibly something that there, they may have to explore. And I don't know, I guess in that situation you would want, to finally get maybe, um, the halfway decent wing defender that we've, we've been waiting for, uh, um, right. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if Marjan would will will become that. I know some people think that that's what his you know his his thing is supposed to be. He's supposed to be a wing defender, three and D type of guy. Um, he's still a little timid out there in the non preseason summer league type situation situations. At least that's the way it appears to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's.
0: No, and- no, I, I think the, like, I, I would say a dislike, too, is just not getting Andre Jackson any sort of run during the, I understand they're rookies, but I feel like the reason you get a guy who's a little older is because he should understand game speed a bit better. And I just would like to see, you know, more experimentation with that last spot, whether it's Green, AJ Green, whether it's Bochamp, whether it's Jackson, like, let's just see kind of see it all right like let's see what it all looks like and yeah I think if you were to put Giannis at the five I mean, Bochamp is that guy that that extra guy on that starting I don't know if he is exactly ready to your point for that just yet I don't and I also don't think it should be Bobby because he had
1: so much value as part of that second unit right and Bobby is I've I've been pleased with his you know he's he He's doing what he does, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, for the most part, Bobby has been very good offensively and, you know, is able to get a couple of offensive rebounds and putbacks in, in all these games. And, um, you know, he's kind of – has not necessarily been a total disappointment. I mean, the defense is what it is, but he's doing – he's kind of doing his thing. So I can't really shit on Bobby too much so right. far any any questions you have before we you move on to the Packers just what is the defensive adjustments gonna look like I think in the in the in the future you know however you know however soon that might be I don't know maybe maybe it is just that it was it has been Toronto's night um you know you did catch Toronto and Atlanta in kind of spots where they're probably pissed off and um you know, you have yeah. probably an even bigger target on your back, you know, as oh, look, with Dame I, now. And and teams are, you're going to get, I mean, it's not really a new thing around here, getting the team's best shot. But I feel like, you know, it's early and teams just want to come out and, and shut Dame down and cut the head of the snake off. And um, a couple of times it's been successful.
0: It's for new for Dame. Teams. It's new for Dame. I mean, it's not new for Giannis. It's not new for Chris, but it's new for Dame. Like, this is new territory for Dame, and Dame has to adjust that. And I think that's my question is, like, how do you adjust to that target? Like, I said that after the Atlanta game. Like, you can't sleepwalk games because teams are going to want to kick your ass. Like, they know, like, the Bleacher reports, the House of Highlights, all those other places are going to go crazy if they beat your ass. Like, that's just – that's part of it right now. So, you got to make sure – that you're ready every night because you're not gonna have nights off. They until like maybe March and the team's tanking and a team, you know, is just kind of packing it in for the season. But even like a Washington or a Charlotte is gonna give you a fucking game and you gotta be ready for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. And you know, yeah, it, it is outside of 2019, you know, the Blazers were pretty good, made it to the Western Conference Finals, but had no chance. I mean, really since then it's uh yeah. game has and, not been on a very competitive team. So. And even even in the West,
0: you still had the Warriors and I think by nineteen was LeBron and the Lakers by then. Yeah. And I know Lakers uh, were good was, back yeah. then, but still it's LeBron. Like these guys get up for LeBron. So it's like even if you were you were never at that top tier level despite getting there. Um so I yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see how you know, Dame responds to that, and how the Bucks do. And this will we'll see on Friday night when they uh, they go up, go up against the Knicks for that first in season tournament game that everyone will make a big deal out of.
1: Mm-hmm. And one last thing our friend of the pod, Nathan Marzion, uh, just tweeted that Nuggets started the season two and two last year, and both losses were by 20 plus. So, huh, maybe interesting
0: interesting would you look at that that's that's fascinating (coughs) a little different and
1: and and the nuggets did get destroyed tonight too or uh, i think they did
0: yeah yeah that was uh that was this fishy little line there it was like two the nuggets were favored by two i was like oh that's interesting um did i take the cheese yes yes i did um but you know that's that's what happens sometimes um anyways Moving on to the Green Bay Packers. Not that that is anything rosier to talk about. Uh, oh, no. Packers two and five. Trader Rasul Douglas, likely the emotional leader of the Packers team. And then you had a pretty bizarre. I, I would you what would you rate the Brian Gutekunst press conference? Would you rate it? Would you say it? Would you go as far as say it was bizarre, or would you say it was you know kind of par for the course?
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of what what he says is what what do you what else do you expect him to say? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's obviously gonna gonna keep it on the optimistic side or sort of what's the word, like maybe not necessarily answering the the crush the question directly, kinda dodging questions a little bit. Right. Um that's kind of what they do as GMs and and coaches and players, they all sort of you know are gonna are gonna keep it keep a glass half full, but I mean, not necessarily giving Jordan Love, um, a full backing was, was kind of interesting. Right. Um, you wouldn't expect that yeah, considering and- it's not really, I mean, it's not, I think Jordan Love has looked fine, you know, for, mm-hmm. for what the expectation level is. I mean, I will say that it hasn't been any better. As the season has gone, gone on, it's probably, you know, been a little Brandon Jennings-esque, yeah. So far, oh, right that's it? good. That's your, good. Cop. Your, I like that. Your your first game or your whatever your first couple games were, were good. And so far, it's uh, or since then, it's been been uh, probably a little worse each week, and um, that's not necessarily great. But I, I would think the GM who really put his you know, neck on the line for Jordan Love in 2020, and and I, I you you'd think there'd be a little more of a I don't know if it's a vote of confidence, but it's more of like you know it could have been like, absolutely he's he's our he's our guy going forward, but no. Instead, the answer was, you know, the last 10 games are an evaluation for for everything, uh, right? Which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I think what it really speaks to is I was I was really hot yes on yesterday's pod. And if you haven't listened to it yet, don't blame me. I posted a little later. Go back to the King Daily. But where I, I've been frustrated is I just feel like there is no direction with this organization and that it seems like we're moving side to side. We're not really on the right path. And this did not give me confidence of like, oh, yeah, they know what the fuck they're doing because it does not sound like they know what they're doing. It doesn't sound like Brian Gunacous has an ounce of an idea of what he has with Jordan Love. And because he went so young and he's, like, convinced in his draft board, basically, and said, all right, all these young guys are going to come through and we're going to be this, like, kind of grandiose, like, this is all going to, like, work out. And in his head, in his sort of, like, fantasy world this was all going to work out and now it hasn't and he's like well i don't know and it's like uh i mean i understand that the jordan love window is shorter than other windows right he's not desmond ritter i know desmond ritter's terrible but like desmond ritter still has two years left on his rookie deal you can bench him for taylor heineke because you have time like you can evaluate you can say all right we're gonna run it back with Desmond Ritter. We're gonna, you know, try to see if Tyler Heineke can give us a little bit more. Maybe Desmond Ritter needs some more seasoning. You don't have that time. Like Jordan loves an already cooked brisket. Like he has no more time left in the smoker. Like you got to take it out and you gotta cut that bitch and you gotta see what you have. And that's the part. Like maybe you have a bad brisket. Maybe it's a bad cut of meat. And I'm not trying to compare these guys to beasts of meat, because that makes it seem very like trivial. But like it's just a weird comparison that I I got on because of the seasoning.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you're right though. I mean, it's it, it is different. He's in his fourth year, and they did give him a a, con- a new contract of sorts. But I don't know how how stuck they are with with Jordan Love necessarily. They- um,
0: they can get out of it next year pretty easily. And I don't think they would want to, I think what's going to happen. And I kind of thought that this was going to be the case all along is they're going to draft a quarterback in the second round. There are a ton of quarterbacks next year, Mitch, like mm-hmm. a ton. Jaden Daniels yeah. from LSU could be there in the second round. Riley Leonard from Duke could be there in the second round. Um, there are a few others that I, I've seen I kind of did this exercise and looked, at who is in the you know back half of the draft. Like they're going to be there. Or you trade up into the first round. And you get a guy into the late first round. To just make sure you have that extra year with him. Like it is Brian Brom 2.0. It's exactly what Packers did after Aaron Rodgers year one. They drafted Brian Brom. And remember at that point. Merrill Hodge was on ESPN saying Brian Brom going to take the starting job from Aaron Rodgers. Never happened. But it. It was a conversation, and unfortunately, in today's social media, everybody's going to go crazy about it. But yeah, it's it it would be stupid not to, given how good this quarterback draft is. It would be absolutely dumb to do that. I you know I I learned I, you know I can actually use things like dumb set of things like Chris Broussard said, like I just yeah. like you know it's like, just you gotta like be smart about this a little bit and. I think why the Packers are trying to add more draft capital a little bit is because I think they know they got, they got to take quarterback, but they also got to, got to do some other things to make this roster better.
1: Yeah, I, you're right. They, they did take Brian Brom. I do feel like Rodgers had better games after the first half of the seat, his first season as a starter. Um, mm-hmm. then you saw from, and, and they did it then that's a different, different regime. Um, rest in peace Ted thompson but um i think you're you're probably on to something there that they're going to to look at somebody probably in the second or third round and um to potentially be because i mean sean clifford i don't think is any type of future um maybe as a backup could be that could be one of those guys sean clifford that Mm -hmm. five years from now you're like oh man he's backing up for the jaguars all of a sudden like yeah right uh,
0: he's just kind of in the league like everybody li- like apparently he's very smart like apparently he's a very smart guy that's why a lot of people like him he's really good in terms of the scout and giving you a good look and like that's part of it i know that there are people who are saying oh let's see what sean clifford has that's stupid that's just dumb stuff right. like he is no you you'd watch tommy devito Uh, for the Giants last week, that's what you get with Sean Clifford. Maybe a little bit better, but it it would be that bad. And, yeah, I I think, you know, in terms of Brian's comments about Love, like, everybody should be under evaluation in the next 10 10 games. I don't think it just should be Jordan Love. I literally think it should be the entire team. I, I think it should be A.J. Dillon. It should be Christian Watson. It should be, you know, Taguera, any of the offensive linemen. Like, everybody should really be fighting for their jobs, and maybe that will motivate them. Maybe that will put a fire under their ass and say, we're just – we're happy to be Green Bay Packers. I know that's very meathead of me, very Bobby Knight of me, that they need to start acting like a Packer, but it it, it seems like they are just kind of happy to be there and going through the motions. I think – I do think this Packer fan base might revolt if they come out flat for, like, what would that be, the sixth
1: straight game? well, I mean, they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half in like,
0: God. yeah, right. they've seventy three to nine in the fir- in the right. last last five games, and I but I I do think like if they do not come out with some piss, like hot piss, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a scary scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think Packer fans are having a hard time with with everything? Yeah, this year. Oh God, I am. I mean, I I know you you didn't
0: just ask me, but. I, I, yeah, I think so. I think because we were so-
1: go ahead. Like it, it's it's easy to. I think everybody knew that this. Or they should have known that this year was going to be kind of tough. Um, in in some ways, it's hard to kind of kind of live through it. And you know, um, it you. I guess you might have thought it would be a little better than it is, right? Right, um, and and I think that's probably where the where the struggle comes in. And yeah, oh, at, fans, and and, oh, and I mean, it, it, is it just one of those things where there are people really afraid of of what's what's to come? Is yeah. think it's that.
0: I mean, I got we we were in two different group chats that people talked about the dark days, or no, I yeah. you were in you weren't in the second one, but I got two different group chat messages and like, oh we're in the packer dark days and i'm like i don't know man like are we i think a lot of us were sold sort of a fake bill of goods that this could be like a jalen hurts year one type se- season part of me where you make the playoffs and you show a little bit of promise you get your ass kicked in the playoffs but you're in the playoffs and you're in the dance and i think it was a combination of People didn't really think the Lions were that good, and I I don't know if Detroit is good, but they're going to beat the teams they're supposed to on their schedule. They're not going to have a weird loss. They're not going to have a that's so Lions loss anymore. But and so I I think someone said it. I think it was Chris Lemps or Lemke, whatever his name is. I apologize. Was like this is all setting up for the Lions to be have awesome ton of hype going into the playoffs, and then losing the first round to Dallas at, at home. And I was like, yeah. That sounds right. Like that sounds exactly how I could see the Lions season going. And but I, I think Packer fans at the start of the year thought, uh, oh, we're we're at the same level of the Lions. The fuck we aren't. Like we aren't close. And I think a lot of the problems right now with the Packers is those three and four year guys, which were the COVID drafts, and Brian Gunakus did not adjust his strategy in the COVID years. And that is really coming back to haunt green Bay. And that's, I think that's the fear I have is, is this could be a two year thing before we're really out of the shit again. And, and for Pack fans, two years is equals dark days and technically three when you consider the the last year of Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, you're concerned about the scouting level and clearly The youth movement we talked about it last week whether it's a bust or not and you know another loss later (laughs) right it's it's starting to starting to look even more bleak
0: well and then you hear uh mike sando on with ryan Orsillo, who basically said the same thing we did and we're like yeah they went too far and they went like they in they went a little too far and they need to now probably course correct it and now it's important that you don't overpay guys you don't say all right well T. Higgins is out there who might be a free agent, might not be. It probably will be because I don't think Cincinnati can afford to pay everybody and don't give T. Higgins fucking, you know, I don't know, like $120 million. Like I think T. Higgins is a nice player. I don't think he's a $120 million player. I think he's no. a $80 million player, maybe, but you know, but I don't know. Then again, like Christian Kirk wasn't an $18 million player, but, Got to be honest, like Christian Kirk, I would take Christian Kirk any day of the fucking week on this Packers team.
1: Yeah. Well, and you don't know, too, about what – is there going to be a a Green Bay tax applied to a potential free agent just because you don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's not necessarily, you know, maybe it's harsh of me, but it's not necessarily a free agent free agent destination never really has been, which is why the it, Packers have to have to do things a certain way. Right.
0: And that's, and that always is lost on fans. Um, It will never, it, that will never cease to amaze me. That fans are so dumb. No offense. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be this like mean about it, but it's just like, it's like, guys, you got to think about where this is. You can choose to live in green Bay or choose to live in Chicago. Like Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, she's going to choose Chicago. Like, and I know Packer fans wouldn't want to hear this. And I don't think LaFleur would get fired after this year for whatever it's worth. But if Jim Harbaugh had a choice between Chicago or the Packers, he's probably going to choose the Bears. Right?
1: Yeah. Right. Well, and he played there too. Yeah. Well, he played there too. But
0: like, you're probably going to want to live in Chicago instead of Green Bay.
1: Yeah. That's how it goes, man. Well, Sucks. Harbaugh specifically, I could see not minding Green Bay. I mean,
0: no, no, Harbaugh would be perfect for him, but I I think he,
1: I think he he grew up or spent time in his life in Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. You, you
0: would know better than most people, but um, yeah,
1: right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I don't know. I know, Uh, I know, I know his parents live in Wisconsin. Yeah, you do buddy.
0: Uh, But That's another story for another time. Um, You know, it, you know you you should get you should say you knew Connor Stallions too.
1: See see if you can get yourself involved in the investigation. Yeah, it could be a new angle for the right. to carry to carry the story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe it. that story just keeps growing. It's unbelievable. at This point. Um, well, it's completely. I think it it might get to the. I mean, the tentacles of it have reached what Central Michigan. And... Oh yeah, that he was just on the sidelines in Central Michigan. Yeah, I,
0: Like I, I think there is a realistic case of Jim Harbaugh saying to the NCAA, I had no Lucky idea. You, this, no, well that, but I had no idea this guy was such a psycho. Like this guy is a complete psychopath. I, I I had no idea. I brought him on, seemed like a good guy. And he is just an absolute fanatic. And yeah. He's crazy and because he's a navy SEAL, I was kinda scared of him.
1: And like you just play you just act like a complete <laughs> right. idiot. Like I think I think that's probably one of his better courses of action. And totally. just and just sort of throw the kid under the bus. Yeah, but it's then basically, it's basically but then Bill, you'll get remember right. how Ryan Braun got destroyed for Yeah. <laughs> for throwing yeah. a uh I don't even fucking UPS guy or whatever it was. Yeah, FedEx I, guy I'm, under the bus for some pay. Yeah. And everybody hates him for it and they will for the rest of their lives when, you know, you're right. I I do think there's something to that that he may I mean, he may have a working sort of knowledge of this Connor Stallions dude. But it's it's also pretty likely that, yes, this kid is like essentially a super fan that pried his way into the door and and is doing all this extra work, if you will. And Harbaugh's like, you know, I don't know, but at the same time, it is fishy. It is fishy that Michigan all of a sudden has been really good in the last two years. Um, That's true. And and has all the answers, and and lose and beats Ohio State all of a sudden, and and you could also there's a world where Jim Harbaugh was like, look, I gotta fucking do something to beat Ohio State, or I'm gonna get. You know, yeah, I'm gonna be just coaching. The, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a defensive coordinator for the Vikings next it's year. Like, it's like I don't blue, want
0: that. It's like blue chips. You know, where he's like Nick Nolte resists against paying players forever, and he's like, I'm not gonna pay players, and then he finally gives in because he's he's on the hot seat. That's that's basically Jim Harbaugh with Connor Stallions. I could see right. that. I
1: mean, it's just it's. I don't know. I I think this story has so much legs because it's. It's Harbaugh. There's been kind of a witch hunt for the guy oh, for yeah. a while now. It's right. Michigan, huge brand, yeah. And but I just find it hard to believe that like this has never been like how is an event like this? You can't tell me this scouting doesn't happen. No, I know. I mean, you, it, you, that's you the can't,
0: crazy. That's the you can't.
1: You're telling me you can't go and have scouts at somebody else, somebody else's games.
0: Yeah, You're supposed to
1: just watch watch like the TV footage or something yeah, apparently it's crazy,
0: but no, I, I, yeah, I can't, I I really can't put my, my finger on it. And it's just like, yeah, there is the, I'm sure it's happened so many different times. And just that this is the time they got caught and it's just like the Astros and sign stealing and everybody loves a good sign stealing it story, like deflate Gate, this, like these are these You're stories right. just play and they're they're clickable they're engagement worthy like everybody wants to talk about that you and i have just done what five minutes on this six minutes on this so uh before we go to the baseball real quick and we're running up against it i can see um packers rams do you give the packers any shot to beat the rams jair alexander said we're going to win out uh which is you know very ballsy given the fact that we have 10 games left
1: yeah they're not going to win out um I do give them a, a puncher's chance against the Rams. Um Rams kind of look dead. Right. They got kind of ran out of the gym against the Cowboys, who I don't know. I mean the Cowboys are good against bad teams, right? But um yeah. can't really can't really can't can't swing up to the big boys yet. So I yeah, I mean the Rams are stumbling, they're wobbly for sure. Coming into Lambeau. Man. But, God, the Packers just, you know, and, got to score, got to score in the first half. Just just one well,
0: time. A couple things. We got a lot of forces working working here. We got number one. We have the fact that Matt LaFleur owns Sean McVay. He is absolutely <laughs> dummy McVay. Uh, I think he's like 4-0 or 5-0 against McVay for his career. Stafford, if he plays, has been god-awful at Lambeau Field. Just does not play well here. But then, on the other side, you have Matt LaFleur against Daylight Savings Time. Matt LaFleur has not won a game with Daylight Savings Time, which is a crazy fucking stat, but it's true.
1: So he's 0-4 in yeah. ga- games are after day- on the Daylight Savings Time day? Yes. He's Man, that much of a can,
0: psycho that it fucks him up because he loses an hour of sleep or falls back Can the, an hour. Can
1: the scheduling gods give the Packers a Thursday or Monday game one time? On, yeah. On daylight savings time Day week and yep. just see what happens.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it, it screws them up. So they got that working against them. You also have the fact that Hukunakua and Cooper Cup could potentially at break records against Jair Alexander and Carrington Valentine. Like it could be, it could be really ugly. Yeah. Like Joe Berry, that, Barry, that, that, that Joe Barry, chart
1: is uh, interesting right now without Brazil Douglas. Joe given
0: 10 yards of depth and, and Cooper. Cooper and Puka just run slants all goddamn day down the field.
1: Slants and stops. Yeah, they're gonna have. Oh my god, they're gonna have some some room, aren't they? Well, yeah. I don't know. Defensive linemen gonna have to get their freaking hands up or get get to the quarterback. That's all I gotta right. say.
0: Yep. Yeah. Legendary. You know, four sack game from Rashawn Gary. Maybe that would that would that would do it. I don't know. I'll fuck it. I'll say the Packers win. They're gonna win. Twenty one seventeen. And I'll I'll talk myself into a win and then Just I'll, win a
1: win an ugly one.
0: Then I'll then I'll have like the the topic on Monday. Can the Packers sneak into the playoffs? Question yeah.
1: mark. No, not until All the they see be- is trash. It is trash. trash. Not they, until it- to, they they'd have to win a game. I mean, yeah, to- they got to win. You no, know,
0: no, this is a must win. And then yeah, see how you do against the Steelers and the Steelers. You have a shot against that offense, but that that defense is scary. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll see and
1: again. who's who's going to be playing quarterback
0: for Pittsburgh at that time? I I mean, Kenny Pickett seems to be a full go for tomorrow tonight's game against the against the Titans. Okay, titans Steelers yeah. not a not a bad Thursday night game. I know the over under is like thirty six, but like that's not a bad Thursday night game. I get down with the Titans Titans Steelers game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah,
1: hmm. yeah I mean. Oh yeah,
0: you get the right game. I
1: I have not watched a, a non Sunday football game in a few weeks. Wow. You are just a very much an anti-football pussy at this point huh? I mean, what the hell am I going to watch on uh, Denver's Denver and Kansas City? Fuck that. Now uh, it <laughs> ended up being a close game but um Lions and Raiders, really? No. Yeah,
0: I look. Okay. Hey, there's been there's been a lot of other stuff to watch. I I understand that, and college basketball starts on Monday, so like you'll have more more entertainment on non a non football Sundays.
1: Right. So, but Sundays whoa. generally are are reserved for for my football intake.
0: There you go. I mean, I'm trying to think if let's find a Thursday or Monday for Mitch quickly of that would be of, of worth to watch. Like, so Titan Steelers, you're out on Chargers jets. You're probably out on week tens a mess because Broncos I really haven't seen the Chargers at all. So maybe go Chargers maybe. jets. Okay. So you, okay. So the weekend of November 16th, which is a Thursday and Monday night, the 20th, you will be watching Thursday, and I don't know if the Bucks play on this day, so don't quote me. But you have Bengals Ravens on Thursday night. That's, that's a good. What, one. Yeah, and then on Monday night is Eagles Chiefs.
1: That's in a couple. Okay, two weeks. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're yeah, in. That you're, could you're, be. I mean, that's yeah, that's
1: two pretty good, pretty good freaking games there.
0: Yeah, you're in for both of those. I Bucks might play on that Monday, but so that obviously would change things. But you know. But no that's that's interesting and I I will say they're I, I mean football ratings still are doing okay but I I do I do wonder if you know that saturation point we talked about at the start of the year I do wonder if that's starting to creep in we'll have to until we see it with the big games you know we won't we won't get a, a clear picture on that and they're going to do a huge number uh for the international dolphins chiefs game you know this weekend then they're going to pump their chest about that
1: yeah, I mean, that's one that I think most people, even on the West Coast, are probably getting up for percent. Yeah, 6.30 their time.
0: Yeah, no, no um, question about that's, it.
1: That, that's very lucky of the NFL.
0: Yeah, it sucks. To, I mean, I think we all would have liked that to be, you know, your 325 game. But it's a, I mean, it's an unbelievable, it's an unbelievable Saturday, Sunday with that and then whatever your game is at noon, Seahawks Ravens, if you're not a, like a fan of any teams and then. Eagles, Cowboys, and uh, Bengals, Bills at night. That is that's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good it, nationwide slate there. It is weird though that Bengals and Bills is at night in Cincinnati. Like that's a little eerie. Like it is it's kind, of, kind of creepy, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they how they did that one, but yeah, yeah, it's just. Whatever it's about, it's about the about the about the money and the ratings at the end of the day,
0: right? If I'll take any over props on Damar Hamlin name references during that during that time that
1: game, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's it. It will be. It'll be hanging over that game. Yep. Well, uh, we went long
0: on our, our two topics. I think we'll just really quick on baseball. Rangers. It's one nothing. Uh, in the late, it, it's getting late in uh in Arizona as Brian Anderson would say uh it's heading into the ninth uh for Texas and they are 3 outs away from their first ever world series and then that was Brian take... Anderson would say the diamondbacks need a moment yes he loves that he loves the oh, yeah. moment he that's a Brian Andersonism for for sure uh um, need a moment here yeah i, I mean <sighs> I, I still feel like Texas is in a little bit of house money because it's like, even if you do lose this game, you have two at home to finish it up and yeah. it, it gets a little nervy. but I don't think you're, you know, and, and Merrill Kelly was great in game two. So maybe that does, makes it a little more nerve wracking, but yeah, it's uh, be interesting to see if the Rangers can finish it. And yeah, I, I don't know. Does it put a ton of pressure on the Brewers that, they're now of the, I think, five teams left that have never won a World Series, or is it? Is it kind of an irrelevant stat at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, of course that'll get a little it with every team that that sort of comes off the board. There, I mean, it, right. it'll, it'll get a, it gets a little bit noisier, but I think everybody knows that Brewers have never won a, a World Series, and it's not anything to. I guess really get worked up about at this point. I mean, right? You know, Brewers are still have been a competitive organization for, I mean, the better part of fifteen years now. Right. And let's just hope one day that they they're able to to put up together a Diamondbacks run type run. Um, you know, yeah. it always seems to be somebody else. Right. Brewers I mean, run into a buzzsaw every every time they make, they make the playoffs.
0: Right. I mean, look at. Look at – so the team – the only team that's older than us in terms of years is the Padres, and they made the World Series twice. And as MLB.com pointed out, the two years they were in the World Series, they faced the 114-win Yankee team, and they faced a very good Tigers team. They lost 4-1, and they got swept in the other World Series game. So, you know, the Brewers being only in one World Series is brutal. I think the fact that Mariners have not even been to a World Series, they got to an ALCS once. Like the Mariners are far worse off than we are.
1: Yeah, they're the Mariners are one of the worst. Uh, San Diego got to a World Series as well, right? Yeah, but they haven't been to one since '98. Right. Um, they, yeah, so, they, yeah, so Seattle, Seattle's probably. Uh, they, yeah, they're prob- they're slightly worse than the Brewers overall, yeah. I would yeah.
0: say. Yeah, and then, I mean, the Padres are going to have a fraud scandal come out probably middle of uh, the winter because they're like, oh, how did you pay for all these guys? Oh, we were funneling money through X, Y, and Z. Gotta love that, too. Like, nothing made my dick harder. Hey, you, I'm than- uh, sure.
1: Yeah, you love Oh,
0: that. yeah. Absolutely, Mitch. As somebody who was very adamant that, oh, here's the reasons why, turns out they actually couldn't afford it. Um, So... Would you look at that? I just wish the brewers would spend like San Diego. And of course, all the people that were wringing their hands about that, about Fan Fest not happening last year. And by the way, it's happening this year, plus a kids event uh in the next day. No one's like giving the brewers any credit. We're just mad at Mark Ananasio. That's all. That's all we are known to do. We can't. Acknowledge when when things actually are smart that the Brewers did or the Brewers avoided doing. We just have to be critical at all all fucking times.
1: Uh, it's been a pretty pretty rough couple of years for the Brewers, I would say. Um, I I just know, think PR
0: wise, I think they had a bad marketing team. Like you know, I day job wise, I do marketing. I I think they just mark did not market their team well at all. Oh no, Alec Thomas. Yikes. Oh baby. Oh no. I I've, we're watching the ninth inning and the Alex Thomas just had Trent Grisham in the World Series.
1: Yeah. That's Yeah, bad. true. They're just uh, ambushed Seawald pretty much. That uh, was a very Corbin Burns like uh sequence there. Um I'm, I'm just sick for these kids. I'm just my heart's just sick
0: to my stomach. I don't know if it's bad time back's fucking um, don't care. I don't know. Uh, I mean, just- um, but anyways. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I think they just did not have a good marketing team. Like Caitlin Moyer left and they just had nobody running the ship. And then this year they've slowly started to kind of figure stuff out. Like they had the, the natty sports guy who called Devin merchant, Devin uh, Williams, the strikeout merchant. And they leaned into that school and they had a couple other little things here and there. And now they're doing like a really big event and it's pretty cheap like i i looked it up it was i wouldn't go to that because i'm not a pinhead um that's how my dad goes like i don't don't my dad's not pinhead, guys just that's the record show um <laughs> but you get you it's 22 for like the live interview stuff and i think it's 42 for the autographs like that's not
1: bad well and last they, year they last year they skipped the uh... The fan fest, right, and then yeah, they, they did, did the,
0: something at Dugout 54, and it was a disaster. Which,
1: which you know, was obviously overcrowded. Yeah, because you know that they sort of, sort of pitched that to the fan base as the replacement. So, wouldn't you know, a thousand people showed up to yeah. like to a bar. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, could, never thought. Yeah, no, no, shocking.
0: Yeah, that well, Wisconsin Knights would would go to a bar, uh, for for a good time. But yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think the Brewers have figured out some of that PR stuff and, you know, hopefully, you know, we don't, they're not dealing with the PR disaster of Craig council leaving. I'm, where are you like percentage wise of council leaving as we wrap up today's show?
1: About the same as last time. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's and nothing's changed. All right. He interviewed the guardians, right? Yeah. Now, officially.
0: Yeah, that's and, like that's like putting on the same clothes. It's like, oh, right. This is just the ale. It's the ale version. Yeah, yeah.
1: More or less. I mean, um, you know, I don't know what would be different there. I mean, again, I could, I could, I could see the Mets for obvious reasons. Well, how nice would that be? But again, I, I just, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it'd be really hurt if it happens, but I'm starting to think like, maybe it's just one of those things kind of Rogers ask. You just want to see what's out there. Just want to see what else is what, how another team does it and see if a, you can win a world series that way. You can always come back. They'll always have him back. So I don't know. We'll have to see. So, um, but you know, uh, we'll have to uh, see what it all ends up, man, but I don't have anything else. You got anything else for me? I think that'll that'll do it. You think Marquette's gonna get to the final four this year? Just yes or no?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: love you. Are you on the bandwagon? Can I are you on?
1: Are you joining us? Uh no. Come on. I'm just uh, I'm just uh I'm teasing you, I guess.
0: shout out though, no, shout out to my guy KB rocks who, who uh gifted me some some Marquette tickets. I own I owe him a beer for that. So uh we'll, we'll make that happen.
1: I'm a I'm a Panthers UWM Panthers fan. I'm going to the hey. to the game on Monday. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I just remembered like yeah. yesterday.
0: Yeah, maybe you give us a review. Um, so, <laughs> congrats to the Rangers
1: against EW Stout. Me and me and friend of the pod fan are going for uh, to see our alma mater's face off. Oh yeah,
0: I'm sure you guys are just fucking excited and thrilled.
1: Yeah, so. can't wait.
0: All right. Well, congrats to the Rangers. RIP to yeah. Bob Knight. Um and uh yeah. We'll uh we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See you.